It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Getting into the word this morning, get ourselves prepared for the day. Father, we're grateful this morning for the opportunity that we have to study, to show ourselves approved unto you. Workers who are not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God, help us today to get revelation of what we need to know about on today so we'll be doers of the word, not just hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many of you were children at one time in your life? (laughs) Crazy question. When we were children, we did some strange things, didn't we? As kids, we did all kind of odd things because, and we got away with it. Because as kids, you have a chance to do a lot of things because you just don't know any better. You just don't know any better. I always like telling stories on myself because I'm the best object of uh, you guys' laughter. <laughs> I'm the best object of your laughter. When I was a little kid, we had this little shed in the back of our home. And it, had, it was just a little chicken coop is what it was. Old chicken coop, didn't have any more chickens in it. But it had a little bar at the top of it there. The little bar, my brother and I would go back there and swing on the bar. We'd swing on the bar and go, yeah, all the way back, all the way up, all the way back, all the way up. But we'd be like this, you know, like a monk, you know how those bars are on top of your head, and you're just swinging back and forth, back and forth. And there was a light bulb fixture right about where my foot would land. And so I'm swinging back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and kick the light bulb fixture. Because I was a kid, right? I can do that as a kid. But what that did, what that did, it tore up the electricity for our entire house because that was a shed in the back the house was over there and the lights went off in the house and i had loving parents that didn't kill me thank god for that (laughs) had a loving mom that didn't kill me thank god for that but i was a child and i did childish things (laughs) i was a child did childish things but as i grew up guess what I began not to do childish things. How do you learn not to do childish things any longer? Getting spankings? No, no, no. Instru- ah, come on, preach with me. Go ahead, preach. Go ahead, preach with me. Get instruction, right? You get instruction about what not to do. You see, when you don't know what not to do, you, can, you, you might start doing some things. When you don't know what not to do, you just go ahead and do some stuff because you don't know any better. So I didn't know any better. I thought I was just having fun, not, taking it, not understanding that if I were to kick that light bulb fixture, that it would just knock out the entire electricity of the house. I didn't know that. I don't know how much it costs to get fixed. I didn't know how much it was going to be painful for the parents. My parents, I had no idea if they were going to be able to have lights again. I didn't know if it was going to start, start a, a problem in the entire neighborhood. See, when we're children, we think like children. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm going to start with that one. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Today we're going to be talking about the the mystery of maturity in the kingdom. The mystery of maturity in the kingdom. Now it says here that when we were a certain place in our lives as children, we begin to put away childish things. 
But I've read the scripture, and we're going to look at uh, a couple different scriptures, and we're going to go back to 1 Corinthians in just a minute. But it talks about us being like children in the Bible quite a bit. In Luke chapter 18, verse number 16, it says this, But Jesus called for them, saying, Permit the children to come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. To children? Irresponsible children? And he says that we put away childish things over in 1 Corinthians. He said, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Luke 22, verse number 26 says this, but it is not this way with you. But the one of you is the greatest among you must be be like the least, the youngest among you and the leader and like the servant. And we're going to talk about the youngest, meaning the children again. Matthew chapter 18 says something very similar. It says this. It says, whoever then humbles himself as a child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, they're equating children with the greatest place that we can ever think of is at the kingdom of heaven. And we think about the kingdom of heaven, and, and we think about the kingdom of heaven, you would think that there would be no immature people in heaven. You'd not think there would be some people that would be uh, people that understand some things, people that would be more, more mature in life. But it says to be like a child. It says to humble himself like a child. And 1 Corinthians says that when I was a child, I, I spoke as a child and I understood as a child and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So childlike and childish are two different things. So the discovery about child being childish, which is what I did when I was a kid, rather than being childlike, childlike you can inherit the kingdom of God. Childlike you can be uh, the one that's going to be uh, be representative of, of, of what God wants in the earth. Childlike, because childlikeness has a tendency to be innocent. Childlikeness has a tendency to be uh, be, be one that says, you know, I'll, I'll obey. Childlikeness has a tendency to, especially when we're very, very, I mean, younger, when we understand some things about, about, about life a little bit better, uh, after we've grown out of our little t- t- toddler years, after the terrible twos or whatever number that is, uh, we get to a place where we say, now, I know how to obey. I know how to be. But we're still children. Still children. And still having childlike kind of faith. Do you know what it means to have childlike faith? See, when we get to a certain age in life, sometimes that childlikeness goes away. And what replaces it is fear. What replaces it is fear. Because we, we don't want to do the things that we used to do because we have what we call responsibility now. Have our own children now. We have jobs now. We have things that we have to be accountable to. People we've got to be accountable to. And because we're accountable in those particular areas, childlikeness sometimes goes away. And we're thinking we're being more mature now. We get hard now. We get, we get tough now. We, we call, we call, we say man up. Man, we man up now. I'm, t- I'm telling you to be like a child when it comes to your faith. Be like a child when it comes to your faith because, you see, children will try almost anything. Now, I wasn't the daredevil in our family. I was a scary cat. My brother is a daredevil. Do anything. Try anything. Well, why it hasn't been done, I'll do it. I'll swing the thing first, you swing second, and, we did, and he's, he's younger than I, right? But the reality is that when we have a chance to do things that are childlike, 
we as adults now, we kind of go, well, you know, maybe, maybe I won't do that as much as I used to do it. Now, we have some child, 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 childish things going on quite a bit in our lives. You say, there's some adults that still act like children. Let me get back up here because this might protect me more. <laughs> there's some adults that still act like children. You might know some, maybe not you, but you might know some people who act like children. They still do childish things. No, no. In the name of being childlike, they do childish things. If I were to go back and swing on that, on that uh, big pole that was there, and that would be childish, wouldn't it? Yet there were guys that were older than me doing the same thing I was doing when I was, I was just a little bit older than I was. There may be a year or two. They should have known better. They should have helped me. It's okay to remain childlike and have fun, but it gets to a place where we have to be not childish and live our lives, live our lives to the fullest. Now, I'm going to go over to Matthew chapter 18. So whoever uh, then humbles himself as a child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Verse, now, look with me just for a moment. I mean, before I get to verse, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, we'll go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect or mature man, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. Not, part, part, not the partness of Christ, but the fullness of Christ. That, here's this part, that we should no longer be what? Children. No longer be children. There's a maturity aspect going on here. So we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every, wind, by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and the cunning craftiness of deceitful profiting. Applauding, rather, excuse me, applauding. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things in him who is ahead, Christ. Now, when we look at this, we look at how we begin to mature. Now, the instruction is happening from the individuals called the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That we no longer are children in our way of thinking, our way of acting, understanding our way of reasoning. We're no longer children. But we get to a place where we say, God, what is it about being a, having childlike faith and then being childish on my part? When, am I know, when do I know that I'm being childish? Does everybody know when you're being childish? Only one person knows when they're being childish. Okay, I'm not going to say anything about that. But most of us know when we're being childish. As adults. Because we look back over and say, now nah, that was silly. <laughs> we say something to our spouse and say, God, that was stupid. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I, I, I lashed out. I should, I, should, I should have better self-control than that. You know what? This is getting tough, isn't it? This is getting a little tough. But, but to be childish as an adult, to be childish as an adult doesn't fly very long. We go to our place of employment and we act childish at our place of employment. The boss lets us know right away. We can't have that kind of behavior here at this place of employment. Can't do that. The neighbors down the street uh, from you want to know, why, why are you playing on their front lawn with the kids? On their front lawn, not your front lawn, but their front lawn, without their permission. That's being childish. Well, I'm just being childlike, just having fun, irresponsibly. See, we've got to be responsible. We can be childlike, 
Childlike, childlike is being responsible still. I have no problem with that, a child being responsible. We have children that are even a part of our church right now that are very responsible. They're still children now. They still understand. <laughs> I look at little Gia sometimes, and Gia is a little leader. I'm telling you, Gia is a leader. She just gets out there and just, <laughs> well, I'm going to give her instruction. She, she does with her dad sometimes, her dad and her mom as well. She says, Mom, Dad, uh, yeah, right here. Okay, good, good. And she's giving instruction, giving direction, and I'm like, what is this, who is this little girl? She's giving direction like, like, a, like a child, but, but, but childlikeness, but, but with some seriousness, some responsibility. Well, we can be the same kind of way, but not childish. I'm, I'm harping on those two things because we have a tendency to watch childish things happen in our communities. Childish things lead to sometimes stupidity. You watch what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia. Childish behavior led to stupidity, racial indifference, challenges that we don't need to be faced with today as adults. Behavior not even childlike. Children don't even do that. They have responsibility. So the mystery of the kingdom, the mystery of maturity in the kingdom is that we are absolutely not like the world. Absolutely not like the world. We cannot, as a church, watch this, cannot as a church allow those kinds of things to continue to happen. Who's responsible for, for people's behavior? They are themselves. But what does the church do about that? What does the church do about that kind of thing? I've heard some pastors online today uh, uh, speaking to the issue and speaking to the congregations about it, which is a good thing. I'm, I had to address it as well myself. But one thing that really, really touched me this morning is I was listening to on her show this morning she does, uh, in the morning, and she talked about fasting and how important fasting is, you see. Because one of the things that fasting does, it, it deals with our area of selflessness. Us putting self down for the sake of God, to get the mind of God. And getting the mind of God, we're not going to be childish in our functioning in the earth. We're going to be mindful of what God desires to see happen in the earth, and we'll be the ones to speak into life situations and see change begin to happen. What if the body of Christ, not just here in this particular, particular place here, but the body of Christ around the world, around the nations, around the cities, began to find themselves getting in the presence of God? You see, because we can't change a whole lot of stuff on our own. We can't even change our own households on our own. It takes the presence, us being in the presence of God to get a hold of what God really desires for our lives and what he desires to see happen in the earth. And if we're going to do anything great for the kingdom, I'll tell you this, it's going to be being in the presence of God, going to him childlike faith, knowing that he, listen, he may require us of us some things that may be more complicated than we think they are. That's why it requires going to him in faith and then coming, listen, watch this, coming out of the presence of God, still operating in faith. Don't go in faith expecting to get, some, get something less than, less than faith because, you see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you're getting the word of God in this presence, somehow you've got to come out of that walking and talking in faith. Doing something that's going to demonstrate to the world around you that there's a God in heaven who really does care for them for real and not just in a small way, not just in a small way. So we read Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 1 again, and we'll get there. 13, I'm sorry, 13. 1 Corinthians 13. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. First Corinthians 13. First Corinthians 13, chapter, chapter 13, verse number 1. Though I speak with the tongue of men and angels, but have not love, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. You see that? Though I speak that way and have not love, I become as a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and have all knowledge and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to, the, to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be turned, to be burned rather, but to have and have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Verse number eight says, love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. Now, verse number 11 says this, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Here lies the mystery to me. What does the previous 8, 9, 10 verses have to do with children? Was children mentioned at all during that passage, those passages of Scripture? There is a shift in the writing right here. Because he's talking about love and, and not having it is, a, is just a waste of time. And then he shifts right away and he goes into when I was a child. I said, Lord, now what does, how, how, do, you, how do you switch, the, switch gears all of a sudden from moving from, from how, how love's supposed to be and, how, and what, 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 how it doesn't profit us not to have it, how do you move from that to when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Well, I began to do some pondering and praying. And I began to look back at the scripture. I said, let's look back at verse number one again. And I said, I saw here that in verse number one again, so though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, stop there. We can speak any kind of way we want to speak. But love's not involved. It does not make a difference. I said, wow. How do children just kind of ramp? You ever have a conversation with a child, I mean, a little, little tiny kid, and they, they have all these ideas, and they just they go from here to there and over there and back over here and back over here. And they're, they're all over the place. Watch this. When you're speaking out of a loving heart, it does not matter to you. It really does bless you. It really does bless you when you find out that when you love them enough, you'll take the time to understand them. 
But when they're, but, 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 but those little mean little kids, not, not your children, I'm just talking about the little mean kids. The little mean kids you, you've seen around, right? You see them in stores sometimes, yelling and screaming, acting crazy. Well, those little kids, you don't want to have nothing to do with them. No nope, matter of fact, their parents don't want to have anything to do with them because that's how crazy they are. Because they have not love. They have not love. And I look at this, I said, now, God, now, you didn't say anything about children in this part. But as I looked at how, he said, when I spoke as a child, understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, that was the big difference, as I matured in the kingdom, I matured in Christ, some things happened in my life that I began to put away. I put away childish speaking for adult speech. Now, what would adult speech be? Adult speech would be about love. Verse number four, love suffers long and is kind. Immature people cannot suffer long. Children cannot suffer too long. Hopefully, child, listen, watch this. There are children that have cancer, that have the Lord Jesus Christ in their lives, and they're suffering long because they have love. They deal with it because they have love. And then there are those that have even parents that, that really want to talk them out of their faith and they still won't be talked out of it. But then they've got those children that have, that have talked them out of it. And they don't suffer too long. They can't handle the pain. They can't handle it. Listen to this. As we look at when I was a child, I spoke as a child and, and relate that to the past of Scripture just above that to, to, bring it, to, bring it, to make, it, make it right here. Love suffers long and is kind. Children, adults thinking like children, can't do that. Adults speaking like children can't do that. How are we speaking as adults? How, do we have adult speech today? Do we have adult speech which puts away, puts away childish speaking? See, love suffers long. Love does not envy. Childish people envy. Isn't that right? Childish folks will envy every time you get around them. They'll envy the things that you... They, they, look at her again. Look at her. She, she's got that thing going on again. Look at her. She's always got that nice coat on all the time. <laughs> look at that. Envy. Envy. That's childishness, isn't it? Adults have that kind of thing going on too. Is that childish? Yes, it is. So love suffers long, love is kind. L love does not envy, love does not parade itself. Now, I'm reading all this in, just to indicate that it's love that causes us to mature. It's love that causes us to understand that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But see, God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. God's maturity <laughs> towards us got us to become more mature. And until we became mature, we couldn't even live our lives right. Until we become mature, we couldn't even do anything effective. We're rock, walking around speaking like children, continually speaking like children. Now, this might offend some people because there are adults that are still speaking like children over their own lives. How, how can I tell? How can you tell? How can they tell? Because love suffers long. Love is kind. 
It doesn't, it does not envy. It does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. It's not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's what maturity does. That's what an adult speaker does. Or the one who is a child who spoke like a child stays that way. You see, when I was a child, I, I did that. So there's a, the line of demarcation is that when we say, I'm, I'm crossing over to adulthood. I'm crossing over to a maturity in Christ. I'm crossing over to maturity in the kingdom. And so I'll do the things that God has said to do here, and that's recognize that his love is this way. Is what his love is and what his love isn't. And if I'm to be one who's mature, I'll have adult speech, which will speak the way God would have me to speak. That'd be the major difference right there. And then he says this, um, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail, and whether there are tongues, they will, they will cease, and whether there are knowledge, there's knowledge that will vanish away. But we can have all this kind of stuff going on. We can prophesy in part. We can know in part, prophesy in part. We can do all those things. But doing all those things means nothing without love. So the next one is this. I was speaking like a child. Then I got adult speech. Then I was understanding like a child. And then I got to a place where I had to get what I call bold selflessness. Now, bold selflessness is really, I mean, going beyond just being, I'm selfless once in a while. It's being selfless all the time. Was Jesus selfless? How many of you want to be like Jesus? Sure you do. So you say. Until it becomes time to, you know, really get down to it. You see, getting down to it, getting down to it is not an easy thing because it's not for those who are childish. It's for those who are desiring to move into maturity in Christ. Now, it, it <laughs> I, I love that we, we, we serve a God who, is a, who loves us no matter where we are in life. We, we all have a long way to go. I am chief among the long way to goers. We all have a long way to go to get to where God wants us to be. Long way to go. And, I, and I'm, I'm at the front of the line because I've got the long, listen, I'm at the back of the line because I've got the longest way to go. i got the longest way to go. But I want to also say, God, how do I become a bold, selfless person? I look back in the scripture again, and I begin to realize that I've got to begin to be one that suffers long and be kind and doesn't, doesn't envy and doesn't, doesn't parade myself and and if I can look at those scriptures right there in verse number 4, 5, and 6, and 7, I can find myself doing some of those darn things. And, and some of the things I'm not supposed to do, I'm doing too. Is anybody here this morning? Is any, listen, you can take your toes and we can just say, ouch, or cut them off, whatever. You know, we move that. Adult speech, bold, bold selflessness, and then lastly is this, it's going to be compassionate discernment. He said, putting away thinking or reasoning like a child, passionate discernment. Children 
their discernment is not probably as great as an adult because lack of experience. Now, they've got a prophetic gift or some got a special gift and God's given them. They, they've got a great degree of discernment. They've got a spirit of discernment. It's fantastic. But sometimes discernment comes through experience. We live a, a, a while and we experience different kinds of things and we recognize what not to do. We recognize what to do. Well, when we recognize them and do them, we're mature. But when we recognize them and say, hmm, I'll let somebody else do that. I'll let somebody else handle that problem. I won't be touching that today because that's not my responsibility. How, how do we want to mature? So we want to, want to be mature in the kingdom. It's, uh, I think a lot of our maturity sometimes doesn't come as a result of us not wanting to be mature. I, I, I would have much rather be a child right now. I would. I wouldn't have to have, I had to pay no bills, man, it was great. No bills, I had to pay no car insurance. You don't have to, listen, I have to, have to deal with people all the time at the store. I didn't have to go to the bank. You know, I don't have to go to the hospital. I, have to do all the, I had people drive me around, have a chauffeur. Take care of my home for me. Only thing I had to do was make my bed once in a while. Clean my room once in a while. You know? Go, hi, mommy, love you, and back away and going back about my business. I'd like to be a child again. We'd love to be children again. We don't have to deal with all the responsibilities of adults. But when we were children, we spoke like children. We understood like children. We reasoned like children. But when we became men, mature, we put away childish things. And to, see, what's this part? To put them away takes, takes action. Takes faith and action to put them away. Because, what's this? To hold on to childish things, to hold on to childish things, since I have my faith in the childish ways I've been acting. I'm going to go back up. Adult speech, both, both, both selflessness and compassionate discernment. Those three things, I call them ABCs, adult, bold, and compassionate. Adult speech, both selflessness, and compassionate discernment. These three areas will help us mature in the things of God. Rather than, rather than try to hold on to the things that we've been holding on to in our lives, let's look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1-13 through 13 again and identify for ourselves whether we're maturing in Christ or not. It's really not a mystery. We, we thought there's a mystery. We've been, we, we've been believing there's a mystery about those who are mature in Christ and how they're growing in Christ. And, but, but you see, you, you can tell how mature somebody is. Somebody is, uh, as they're maturing in Christ, they, they do different things. Remember, I'll tell you before, I'll tell you a story, but repeating right now. I'm driving down the street with my, my, my pastor back in Sacramento, and we're driving down the street. I'm on, on this, the, the yellow lines are right here. Yeah, the yellow line is the dividing line. I'm driving on this side over here. And I don't know if this guy came over the line or what, but I saw him coming straight towards us. The other way, direction. I'm, I'm driving this way. He's coming this way towards me. And I don't know if he turned or not, but he didn't hit us. And, and now, see, the old me would have cussed a whole lot. The old me just would have cussed. You just would have cussed. But I knew I was getting more mature because I had been praying in the Holy Ghost. 
And I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I begin to pray in tongues and be in this. I don't know where that came from. But I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost as a result of me praying in tongues for such a long time. As I begin to pray that way, something came over me in reference to my maturity. Watch this part. I'm not saying because I did that that I was mature to pray in the Holy Ghost. But I didn't freak out. Who's our comforter? <laughs> Who can control your tongue if you allow him to? Who can help you mature in Christ? So when the Holy Spirit took me over at that moment, somehow I began to understand that I, didn't, I wasn't shaking anymore, I wasn't scared anymore, something just came over me that allowed me to be at peace. Now that wasn't a peaceful situation. But it allowed me to be at peace because the Holy Spirit came over me at that moment. And when he came over me at that moment, I was able to identify that, huh. Now I look back now and say, now that's a mature man. A man maturing, a man maturing. Not because I prayed in tongues, okay? That's not the deal. The reality is that I'm looking at the way I responded, the way I would have responded before. I could have did the same thing, same exact thing without praying in tongues, okay? It just could have been a calm over me, but I knew that for that moment for me, I was like, oh, God, I sure, but I both said they will count. What in the world is all this thing going on here? What in the world is this, all this whole thing going on here? So I realized that, God, to do anything in our lives, we've got to have adult speech, a bold selflessness, bold selflessness. Do you want that? Do you want a bold selflessness? You want a compassionate discernment in your life? What do you say to God? I want to be able to be discerning so that I'm able to please you and do what you want me to do. I want to get it done effectively in, king, in the kingdom today. I don't want to hold on to the things that I've been doing all my life and being childish about going about doing it. I want to see it in a different way. It's time to see things in a different way. It's time to recognize that God has another plan. He really does. He really does. He really does. Let's pray this morning. Father, we give you praise this morning. Thanksgiving that you, God, are with us. Now, I want us to do something this morning as you're praying. I want you to go before the Lord this morning and ask him, to give you the ability to begin to speak like an adult, no longer like a child. <laughs> to have a, a selfless, a bold selflessness that you have in your life and, and not have the, the selfishness that you've had in times past that perhaps you've been trying to get over. And then lastly, to have a compassionate discernment, a discernment that allows you to know that he is with you every step you take. Father, I thank you for these that are here this morning. As we are seeking all your, your kingdom, Father, we're seeking your ways today, Father. You're seeking after you to get a hold of what you have desired for us to have. God, move mighty and mightily in our lives. Show us, Father, the things we need to know that are going to be basically uh, the ability to say yes to your ways and to your will. And God, we pray now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, that you move mightily among us. Father, take the hearts of those that are here. Let them begin to seek in after you. Let them begin to seek after your face. Let them begin to seek after you in a way that they, they get it, that we all get it, Father, that we all get it. We all get a chance to say yes, that you are working in and through us today. We all get a chance to say yes, that you are, you are allowing us to speak like adults and no longer like children. Although we're childlike, oh, we, don't, we don't mind being childlike, Father. We want to be childlike because we're the ones that would inherit the kingdom, Father. We know that we want to be childlike, but not to be childish. So our manner of speech, Father, let that begin to change. Let our adult speech be something that's going to be recognized by ourselves and all those who live around us and, and connect with us as well. So, God, we praise you and we thank you right now that you're working in us. You're working in us right now, God. You're working in us both to will and to do for your good pleasure, Father. Father, do that, Father. 
Father, regarding bold selflessness, Father, that, let, let that be something that we, we ascribe to, desire to, and knowing how to love effectively, knowing, not what to, knowing what not to do as loving beings of the kingdom. Let us understand that, Father. Let us walk in that. Have a selflessness that keeps us in a place where we can honor you. God, we need that right now. We need that right now, Father. We need that right now, Father. We need that right now. We need that right now. We need that right now. Thank you, Lord. Compassion to discern. And Father, we're not just discerning, Father, but we're compassionate regarding that. Compassionate to the degree that we are, let that love flow from us as we've discerned a matter that we don't be rash and obnoxious towards others, but we'll be ones that will be uh, certainly understanding towards them as well. Unlike children, Father, being able to, not able, able to discern as well because of lack of experience, let our experience be that which we have uh, been able to attain to, Father. Let, let that experience that we've gotten, Father, over the years be, be something we can utilize even right now. Father, give us compassionate discernment that we as your children will be ones that will be used of you as adults in this hour. Adults in this hour. And Father, I pray now for all those around the nation, believers around the nation, that, Lord, as we are dealing with the sensitive issues regarding Charlottesville, Virginia, and, Father, the racial uprise that we're seeing, Father, around the nation right now, we pray that they come to a halt. But, Father, that there will be even fasting and prayer declared by, the, by, by individuals that will take, take heed of the voice of the Word of God and, and begin to understand themselves that if we set ourselves apart from ourselves and set ourselves flint on you, set ourselves to, to desiring your, your ways and your, your ways of functioning here in the earth, Father, desiring your, your, the mind of Christ on the matter. God, we pray now in the name of Jesus that you would have your presence even overwhelm us to the degree that we get a hold of it. We get a hold of you, get a hold of your presence. So, Lord, let our nation begin to cry out in prayer. Let the churches around the nation begin to cry out in prayer this morning. Let the churches around the nation understand that there's a responsibility that we have as believers to hear from heaven today. A responsibility that we have as believers today, Father God, to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, knowing that all things will be added unto us. Not things just for our own selves, but things to bring, to bring change in the earth. Things that will cause change in the lives of other people. Things that will cause the, the, the anointing to be present with us, Father God, as we seek your kingdom. God, do a work in the hearts of people all around this land. Do a work in the hearts of individuals, Father God, who need to know that Jesus is truly Lord. Father, do a work. Do a work, God. Father, we're praying now. We're praying now, God. Humbling ourselves before you, Lord. Humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Well, we need favor today. We need favor today, Lord. We need favor today, Father, in the, in the presence of people who have, who have thoughts against us, Father God, that, that that racial divide wouldn't be present with us, that we'd be able to demonstrate what it means to be able to, to be our brother's keeper. We'd be able to demonstrate what it means to reach out in love and, and not, not parade ourselves, Father God, to be, not to be envious, but ones that would love and love indeed, knowing that love covers a multitude of sin. God, use us today. Fill us up, oh God, we pray now in the name of Jesus. Fill us up, Father, to overflowing, that we don't walk in the, 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 the passage, pathway we've walked in before, but we walk in an entirely new pathway. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This morning, I want to encourage you also as we're getting ready to leave this morning, that you would be ones that be prayerful today. Regarding the situations that are going on in, in Charlottesville, this is not the only place it's happening, by the way. It's happening in various places around the country that we don't even hear about. 
And this racial divide thing has been something that's been going on for multitudes of years. It's not just something that just started right now. It's been going on for years and years and years. We as a church cannot let up. We cannot let up. We cannot let up in the time of prayer. But if you're choosing to desire to, to fast, go ahead and fast. I'm not, I'm not going to call you to fast, but if you, if you choose to fast on your own, let the Lord speak to you regarding that, to set some time aside to say, God, I want to give you all of me so you can fill me up so that it can be used effectively here in the earth realm as well. But communicate with God on an ongoing basis because one word out of your mouth that God has spoken to you while you've been fasting, one word can change somebody else's life. It can change your life as well. But let God minister to you. Because I tell you, we get, we get so wrapped up in the busyness of life, and we get so wrapped up even in, even in church life itself. That's just going to be a thing that we just do because we just become accustomed to doing it. But the reality is that this is not it. <laughs> this is not it. It's with him that we spend our time with. That's what we spend our time with, him, Almighty, Almighty God. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Let him know he's good. Amen. Hands to talk. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> That's why I keep it in there because okay, I use my. Okay, I have okay. to use my hands to talk, but right, I'll try not to. Uh, it is offering time. Hallelujah! It is the next part of our worship. To worship God with our tithes and offerings, and when we tithe and offer, God honors those tithe and offers. If you need an envelope. Ray has them. Raise your hand. The Bible says that if you give, it'll give back to you. And I and these are words from Jesus. Jesus said this. And I don't think he was talking about money. I was, think he was just talking about giving in general. But giving of money is important too because if you give you're going to get back no matter what it's just it's just one of God's natural laws that happens when you give no matter what you give you're going to get back and we know we're all givers in this church so if you have your offering I'm going to pray over it Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.